0: This is a Watchdog Morning Show Rewind. Here's Howard Monroe.
1: You are the best. You all know my seven-year-old grandson. I call him my best buddy, my little buddy. Uh, and, and I get excited when new things happen in his life. He went back to school for his second grade uh, this past week. It was really kind of neat and exciting. He was all revved up for it. Uh, his mama uh, takes, as she has done every year since he's been going to school, uh, a picture on the front stoop with a little blackboard that has his name and his teachers and all that kind of stuff on that blackboard. And uh, every year it's what does he want to be when he grows up. Every year it's different. This year he wants to be a geologist and a ninja. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, So she takes that picture every year. The school sent out pictures of the first year, uh, first day of school, Uh, My wife and I picked him up. Grandma and granddad took him to the playground after the first day of school. I took pictures of the playground. And, of course, we all post them online. I mean, that's the fun thing. Well, listen, we love our kids. We love our grandkids. We want you all to know that. Then I came across an article by uh, Laurel Cook, who is a uh, social marketing and public policy researcher at WVU, who says maybe we should think twice about this. I wanted to learn more about that, so I invited her to come join us this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show.
0: Good morning. I really, uh, sincerely appreciate you for having me as a guest on your show. I'm excited to discuss this topic, um, especially because it um, it really naturally invokes a, a range of different responses from parents and care- caregivers. So I'm, I'm hoping to shed a little light on um, kind of what i'm suggesting to some of our research so, findings am i am
1: i you know am i wrong am I, my my uh, daughter-in-law wrong posting the pictures first day my kid's school even posted pictures i shot this picture of the playground playing on the playground you, you're suggesting we need to be at least at least more thoughtful about how we do that is that right
0: absolutely so being mindful about it is is key and most of that I mean what you've described is pretty innocuous right we're excited it's the first day we're trying to record this this moment in our life Um, and that makes a lot of sense and um, again uh, the intention behind it in most of these cases is is usually very innocent Um, but I would just suggest that parents and caregivers consider their audience Um, because you know if it becomes regular content that you're posting about your child um some some unfavorable outcomes can result.
1: Such as what what are the things you worry about? I mean, and I know we'll probably have to go to the extreme to make the point, but what, what are concerns that you have? What what can go wrong with posting a picture of my grandson online for
0: heaven's sakes? I I appreciate you asking that. So Uh, Here's an interesting outcome that that many people may not consider. So if you're posting content regularly and it's not privated, so, for example, you're not posting these uh, first-day pictures to just your own personal private Facebook Mm -hmm. audience, for example, um, and you post regularly, so maybe here's day one and here's day four and uh, here's next week and so forth, um, what you may not be aware of is maybe at the very baseline, other people online are forming what's called a, a parasocial relationship with your child. So you're not aware of, you know, these strangers on the Internet who, who regularly digest this content about your child. But they do so regularly, and they feel like they know your child. And so this relationship, known as a parasocial relationship, is formed. Um, And imagine what kind of outcomes can lead from that. Um, You know, we've seen cases where... um, it's led to, you know, the very extreme where children are kidnapped or uh, are taken, or or maybe something a little less dangerous where these strangers on on the internet will, will try to actively find where these children are physically located and try to, you know, um, meet them at Kroger or you know try to have some sort of real life exchange, uh, and that can be very startling. Of course, and, uh, and and quite scary for the child and and the parent or caregiver, um, and it's all because you know these strangers feel like they really know know your child, um, and so you can see how something very innocent can lead to something that um, can put your child at risk.
1: It it sounds like a lifetime movie, but I guess these things really do happen.
0: They do, and you know there are even worse examples. Um, two of the extremes I've, uh, I've studied in my research come from parents and caregivers who try to become like mommy influencers or daddy influencers or family household influencers. And so they're paid through um, partnerships with a variety of brands to post content. Uh, and much of that content includes their children, of course, um, using and interacting with uh, a service or product. And um, now we are seeing, you know, this tie to uh, content online that includes a child tied to actual money. And so we're seeing the behavior of these mommy and parent influencers becoming more and more egregious. Uh, For example, I saw one case where um, a mother was posting um, not just static images of her two daughters, um, but video uh, content of her daughters too, and much of the content included trying on outfits, um, and mm-hmm. it wasn't just you know normal outfit it, normal outfits. It included um, um, swimwear and more risque um, uh, clothing. She was posing them, and you know what I would suggest would be very, you know, sexual poses, and you know it just it it just became more and more uh, alarming uh, to see how um, the post kind of degraded and became far less innocent and far more stylized in a very specific way to garner more purchases of these. Strangers buying, uh, you know, photos of your photos and videos of your kids. We've seen other cases where, you know, just so much content. Um, you know, uh, parents are posting pictures of their children in bathtubs or or in swimwear or visually um, altered in such a way to enhance uh, naturally enhance um, like a, a female child's body um, and. You know, that's why I suggest in my article that so much uh, content from um, pedophiles or someone someone that might use that content for nefarious purposes, it, it, it comes for free from um, parents and caregivers who, who post this stuff online.
1: You know, I I, I wrestle with this ever since reading your article and talking to you a little bit because I love to share pictures of my grandson. You know, I mean. The audience, know, I mean, I just, uh, in fact, even he sometimes gets upset. He says, Granddaddy, why do you have to tell everybody about me all the time? So, like, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it, it's, I don't know. It is something in me that says, I want you all to see what this beautiful grandchild I have is. That's. But I hear the things you're saying. And probably not a story, not a week goes by, there isn't a story about some kind of, issue of uh, pedophiles or adults stalking kids or uh, kids being taken for sex trafficking. It's a horrible thing to say, but we have that in this region. Um, And even, as I understand it, uh, sometimes child porn, they just look for a, uh, you know, they look for sort of a template online and they can take Mm -hmm. take that and use it uh, on on child porn sites. So I wrestle with this because I want to share, I want to share. But I hear the concerns you're raising.
0: Well, and it's such as that, we we now have data from uh, adults, you know, who were formerly sharented about. So these are um, people of the age of 18 that can now share their side of the story about what life was like constantly being um, photographed or or videoed and all that content being put online. And most of their responses are very unfavorable. Um, In many cases, this is where we're discovering that consent was not really given or it was pressured. Uh, And so, yeah, you know, even if the content was totally innocent, you know, you're just showing your child learning the ABCs Um, You know, such regular, frequent, and and non-consensual posts um, could be very uh, harmful to the child, not just because you're disclosing maybe some personal information about the child, but um, because that content was not um, provided with their consent. So that's that's another element I make or another point I make in my article about, you know, it's so tempting. You know, they're so cute, and we love these kids. And it it's natural. We, we, we have bragging rights. You know, you as a grandfather have serious bragging rights. You've earned that. Um, and it's quite natural. But, I, you know, again, not, that's, that's not in any way, shape, or form wrong. Um, I would just encourage, encourage parents to, number one, consider their audience. So I would suggest keeping that more private um, so um, some platforms like Instagram or Twitter, even TikTok, if your accounts are not private, then any stranger can see that content. So maybe consider that first um, in in addition to considering whether or not your child is, is consenting, you know, if they're able to.
1: You know, back in the old days, I'm old enough to remember the old days. I don't know that you are. Uh, back in the old days, we just carried pictures of our kids in the wallet, right? <laughs> And you go to a party and say, hey, have you seen my son or seen my grandson? And we would just sort of pass the pictures around uh, person to person. But we're now in the age of mass social postings. And, you know, you say TikTok and and Twitter and and Facebook and all of those things. And we have become an unbelievably, uh, maybe inappropriately, but certainly unbelievably sharing society. It's what we Mm -hmm. do. I mean, look, and my audience will tell you they get tired of it. You know, I post pictures of my food every day. I mean, I'm one of those kind of guys. We just just share, 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 share. Here we are. Maybe we should just ratchet that back a bit in general.
0: Yeah, I would totally agree because, you know, what I'm trying to really highlight is it's not just parents now. Uh, You've got the content that you might post about your your sweet grandchild, but maybe his – his school is also doing that, or his service providers, like his his um, uh, medical provider might be posting images. It, and I say that because most, you know, service providers will presumably ask for consent. Um, you know, they'll have you sign a, a form that says it's okay for us to use images in promotional uh, endeavors, and most parents don't realize what they're signing. Um, but, again, even that is indirect uh, sharing, and um, and you're right. This environment of oversharing has kind of led to this preponderance of information about these these kiddos online. Um, and I think here's what I would suggest to your, your audience. Um, if some of the content you're posting concerns PII, and that's um, personally identifiable information, so a child's uh, location, or where they're going to be, or, um, you know, obviously personal information about that child, their, their personal interests that are very, very specific, they're part of this XYZ club, or this is their, you know, their birthday, um, or anything that can be used to identify that child. I might really double and triple check whether or not you want that information to be out there online. Um, so <laughs> definitely give that a second thought.
1: I remember a number of years ago, a federal prosecutor here in town uh, did a presentation which I watched on on how people can steal your identity and the little mm-hmm. things that they can help them to, if they choose to, if they're interested, if they want to focus on you, uh, by showing pictures of what time your kids come to sc- go to school and come from school, it gives them a sense of, of what their daily schedule is like. and the more, the more I mean, if people really want to find this stuff out, uh, they build identity theft around little tidbits of data, you know, little bits of data that they can add together, and the next thing you know, they've built uh, identity theft. Or, again, even worse, if it's someone who's a pedophile or what have you. But uh, I remember watching that presentation from the federal attorney and thinking, <laughs> I didn't realize how how easy it can be to figure this stuff out if you – you know, I used to think identity theft, you had to steal my wallet. Then I began to realize, no, that, that, isn't, that isn't the case. So, um, and there's so – you know, I, I – I don't, I don't want to criticize my daughter-in-law. I, 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 every year she takes – this a little blackboard and it has my grandson's name and I'm in such and such a grade and my teachers are such and such. And I'm thinking maybe we do put too much information out there, you know. Somebody takes right, a look at that and gets, gets all kinds of information about that kid.
0: Exactly. And is that, is that private? It? Is, you know, is it to um, that person's um, personal private Facebook network? Uh, or is it to the general internet online, where any Joe Schmo online can can find that out? And so the answer to that question really um, really directs someone wh- as to whether or not that content is appropriate. And and you're right, you cleverly picked up on the fact that you know now we're not just picking up demographic information about kiddos. Now we have psychographic, like their interests, their personality, and we have behavioral yep. data too. Um, and sometimes, you know, the next evolution of my research is showing that this, this other data, the behavioral data, the psychographic data, is getting, uh, being used by companies now to persuade kids to make purchase decisions. So, you know, all this data isn't just being used by individuals now, it's being used against children in a way to get them to, to use their parents' credit card to make um, unauthorized purchases or, 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 to, to to tell a company what their personal interests are or, you know, to, yeah. to give away information that uh, a parent otherwise wouldn't have wanted to be known.
1: You talk about something. I don't have a minute or two left, but I wanted to ask you about this. You talk about something in the piece you wrote about dark design. What is that?
0: Uh, that's a really scary um, conceptualization of what I just described. So it's, it's this design that's created with the intention of persuading behavior. So if I want you to, to do something, if I want you to opt in versus opt out, I might use elements of dark design to influence your behavior. Um, and, and as you can imagine, it's especially effective for children, for minors.
1: All right. Uh, listen, I appreciate your information. I'd love to talk some more. I'm running out of time, um, but it's it's um, yeah, it's it's scary stuff. And I, you know, nobody wants to hear this because we all want to just share everything we can about our little kids that we love. And yet, uh, <laughs> you know, there's and the first time a problem arises, we'll stop and say, "Damn, I wish i had paid more attention." So. Um, uh, i good your
0: audience with this. Keep, keep that content as private and to, as small of a network as possible.
1: I, it's a good point, and I think most of us, many people, don't bother to stop and think about how their various privacy settings are set for their Facebook and social media pages. And uh, we just post them up there. And I, now, I'm a, I'm a public figure. I keep everything public because I, it, that's by design. But I think maybe people need to start double checking their privacy settings and saying, where do I want this information to be seen? Um, I
0: agree. You know, I agree. If, you,
1: if, if you're careful about the friends, your Facebook friends, and you have a list that you are believe in, then just share that with friends. But if you share it with the general public, yeah. You, you, you use an analogy in the article here. Um, I forget exactly how you phrased it. But, you know, if we saw a guy hanging out across the street staring in our kid's bedroom window, <laughs> We'd say, ooh, that's bad, right?
0: Yeah. I but mean, imagine some, how quickly would, we would, would be In some ways, this is the same. At, yeah, exactly. We would be up in arms, and rightfully so. So, again, that's, that's a, I think, a helpful um, analogy to keep even me in check. You know, I, I want to make sure that no creepy um, weirdo is, uh, uh, you know, poking their head in my in my child's window.
1: Dr. Cook, I appreciate your time this morning. Really good stuff. Um, again, people got to stop and think. We don't like to stop and think, and that's you know that's that's sad, but we need to. Um, and uh, there are ways to still share, but share safely. So people need to stop, think, consider we're in that time of year right now where everybody's putting those back-to-school pictures up. Uh, stop and think. How much do you want to share and how much do you just want to keep private? I appreciate your time this morning, though. Thank you very much.
0: Yes, it was my pleasure. Have a wonderful day.
1: All right, you too. Uh, Laura Cook, Dr. Laura Cook, is a WVU researcher and uh, marketing professor. Uh, And I came across an article she wrote about sharenting, which I have discovered is actually a real thing, Uh, parents who share and maybe share too much. Now, I hear that all the time from you people, that I share too much. And she's got me thinking now, because Teddy has been telling me lately, not just the pictures I post, although he says, Granddad, don't take any more pictures. But he even says to me anymore, Bob, Granddad, why do you have to talk about me on the radio all the time? Maybe he didn't want that publicity. You know, I think it's cool, but I think he's in a time in his life where he wants a little privacy, Howard. I, I think I'm I
0: think I think you might be right. Listen to more interviews and rants from the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on Apple Podcasts.